So if you're just tuning in with us, we are speaking with Brian Heinbeck. He works third shift. Uh, he's been with us for 10 years. And as we pick this up, Brian, I want to ask you a question. As you talk about some of your responsibilities uh, that have been going on, what are some of the things that you have learned uh, as you have worked with the men? Because there's been a lot of, I consider, powerful stories where men come up to you and ask for prayer. Uh, there are men that come in that might be still under the influence, and they're looking to you for ministry. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of those scenarios that happen? Um for instance, alcohol abuse, which is is, is a very very um, prevalent uh, issue in this country in this area, uh, men trying to bury their situation, uh, they're self medicating. Some people are scared of that. We're not. Um, when they come in, we we get them at the door. They're under the influence. Um, we assess them, decide whether they're safe to come in. Once we bring them in, that is the best time for ministry. Men are one hundred percent honest. Um, some people think you can't talk to a man in that condition. We believe you can. Um, we have had men come to Christ in that condition. We have had men where they share what's went on in their life. Uh, usually when you're talking uh, when you're talking to younger men, they maybe come out of the foster system. They've got a whole different set of problems. When you're talking to an older gentleman, uh, they've got a whole other set of issues, but you got to start digging in. Where 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 did things start going awry? Uh, is Christ in their life? Number one, that's our first assessment. Well, after our physical assessment, now do they have Christ? We got to find out why they don't have Christ, how to get them Christ, and we have had a lot of men come to Christ. That we put a lot of Bibles in a lot of guys' hands, put a lot of tracks in guys' hands. Um, we've seen some amazing things. Uh, we've prayed for healings for men. Uh, we have prayed, and people take that lightly sometimes. We don't. Um, I have seen great things happen to men over there. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of folks don't take, uh, you know, when we pray for men to get housing and they get housing, we pray for them to get work, they get work, and they all do it through ministry. Uh, one of our new guys, Ronnie Muzi, uh, that's on the team now, great addition. Uh, he started doing, taking out his time in the morning after third shift. He's doing a Bible study with the guys. Whether there's one or there's four, mm -hmm. Ronnie does a Bible study after third shift. Um, we just think our time at the Haven is 24-7. That's what we believe. That's what ministry is. You, we work for the Haven, but we work for God. And that's really what we've bought into. So, This is a, another variation on that question. What do you like best about working the third shift at mm -hmm. the Haven? Oh, geez, everything about it except sleep sometimes. <laughs> um, I like the one-on-one -on -one time we get with guys. We get a lot of one-on-one -on -one -on -one time. It's personal ministry, then. Personal ministry. Yeah. It's all personal ministry. We're on the front lines. I mean, we – I can't emphasize this enough. We save guys' lives mm. all the time. Mm. Um, I would uh, tell anybody, um, look at the most worst, rainy, nasty night you could. And imagine yourself not in the Mike Ryan set and no way to get out of it. That's what we bring people in out of. We are the shining light. We are that beacon. Um, those men in the middle are the storm, and we are that light. Um, and the Bible tells us to be that light, and that's what we are. Well, you know, Brian and Kurt, as we talk about bringing hope to them, we also know that frontline ministry can be extremely difficult uh, because there's a lot of things that are going on. You're, sometimes you're dealing with the, the addiction part, sometimes the mental health. And sometimes, uh, and we know this very well, the outcome isn't what we wanted. And just recently, mm -hmm. uh, without mentioning names, 
we lost two, two that were uh, out on the street. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? You know, uh, we had a couple of men that have come here for a while, and uh, we get close to these guys, and I've lost guys through the years. And it's painful any way you cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had two guys up on uh, up uh, in the Talmadge area who we're not quite sure what they were doing or how they were doing it or, or what was going on. They could have just been walking on a normal night. We're not sure. Um, they stumbled out into traffic, and both of them were hit by a car, unfortunately, and um, both have now uh, stepped into eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, though, I know the two gentlemen, and I know how many services they heard, and I know the one gentleman was here for sure that day yes. in lunch. Mm-hmm. And I told the guys this. They asked me, said, Brian, where are they? I said, well, I can't tell you for sure. But I said, I know this. No matter what battle, no matter what war they were in at that time, the Bible strictly says in John 3, 16, that God sent his son to save the whole world. And I'm paraphrasing here. It simply says that you've got to believe in Christ. Now, we don't know a man's heart. Now, if a man believes in Christ, and I believe a lot of men do, that don't exactly admit to that because of their tough facade. See, here, in, the, here in, 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 in this particular section of the community, you're required to get somewhat of a tough facade on you. It's a survival skill. Yes, it is. It's only a survival skill. See, we need to get, we get, we get underneath that, that mm-hmm. tough uh, undercover. Just because a man is in the middle of a war doesn't mean he's not saved. That's right. So I believe that both of those men had as good as any chance as anybody to go into heaven. I'd like to believe they're, they're going to be there. Um, I believe that because they hear the word so many times here. Um, I believe that the majority of men here believe in Christ. I do. I believe that with 100% of my heart. Uh, in fact, when asked, they say, we like to hear the word. We want to hear the word. That's like 98%, I would say. And I'm just, that's a rough estimate of the mm-hmm. percentage. But the guys, hey, Brian, when are you going to preach? You're not on time. Hurry up, hurry up. We want to hear you preach. They want it. They crave it because the Holy Spirit's in there drawing them towards Him. We don't originally go to God, He draws us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that just recently happened. I mean, uh, us here at the Haven, we weep when we lose our men Absolutely. like that. Those, those are, I don't have any children, I've never been married. But I do have a lot of men that I consider family. Absolutely. Um, I will tell them straight up. Somebody said one time, well, we're Havenites. I said, no, we're all Havenites, mm-hmm. every single one of us. None of us are different. None of us. So, yeah, we uh, just lost a couple of guys uh, to that. They were out at late at night, mm-hmm. not in the safety of the Haven. Well, as you've alluded to, I don't know, either last week or, or this week, you know, once the sun sets, it's, uh, it's it's unsafe. And the old saying that has become somewhat uh, of a cliche and, and, and a joke about nothing good happens after such and such a time. doesn't. If a guy doesn't, um, you know, if he's been staying with us and then all of a sudden one night, two nights you don't see him anymore, you got to figure something is go- something's yes. going on if, mm-hmm. if he's hasn't given you a reason ahead of time uh, for yeah. why he's, he's not here so um and yeah. we've all we've also prayed for the young lady that, that hit them i mean what a, a horrible horrible oh, thing yeah. for her so uh, if she's out there listening today we pray for you every day absolutely uh whomever you are amen to that yeah i do 
Um, Brian, in case somebody wasn't listening last week, I, I referenced the fact you have an aviation uh, background. Yes. Uh, and you were a not a commercial pilot, but you had a pilot's license and liked to fly. And you said you were addicted to skydiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can honestly say I'll never be accused of having an addiction to that. <laughs> never get me up here. So uh, I have an addiction to not skydiving. <laughs> but I wondered if um, – d- did you ever uh, consider uh, military – Yes, I did. Well, yeah, because you know when when you set your mind about to do something, and it's it's very very firm. It's not wishy washy, and you know you're you're also the um, type of uh, personality that would would definitely jump in the trenches for somebody. You know they they talk yeah. about the, the the brothers even in football. Um, mm-hmm. That and, and I don't really know if I have a question where I'm going. I'm just talking here, but. In, they always say like military is and and well like football. They talk about it's not so much about winning, but it's about the the uh, guy that's next to you. <laughs> so it, I don't know. You know, you put those ingredients together. And I says, you know, and the aviation law. I says, you know, we got. That's why I ask you about the military background because it seems like you like adventure. You like oh, the I got adventure, an adventure rescue, <laughs> and you like the rescue part too. Yes, so, I do. Yeah, you know, I do. And because uh, you jumped out of airplanes, I can see you know paratrooping. You know, yeah. uh, so on mission at the mission. So, I, I do enjoy helping people. I mean, that is part of my makeup. Uh, it really, truly is. Uh, I heard uh, uh, bring up the Navy SEALs once again. This gentleman that they were talking to. Oh yeah, he had uh, his amazing testimony. Um, he said that uh, they were up on top of a roof. And this guy's a Christian now, of course. He said, we were on a roof. And he said, one of the Navy SEALs noticed a grenade got lobbed over up onto the top of the roof in Fallujah. And this Mike, with no thought at all, threw his body onto that grenade and saved everybody on that roof. He lived for about a half hour and finally had succumbed to his injuries. The point that this gentleman made is he said, that's like what Christ did for us. That man threw his body on a grenade to protect everybody. Not one, not you, not you, not you. Everybody. Mm. Christ threw his body on sin, became sin to protect us from sin. And then he said this, and this really struck me. He said, why did he do it? He did it for freedom of other people. Well, what did Christ do? He died for his friends, us. By throwing himself on sin, becoming sin, throwing himself into sin, becoming that, so he could set his friends free. Mm-hmm. I put that in one of my devotions the other day, and it, a bunch of eyes just went up and looked at me. The place was dead silent. And they're like, Brian, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, God communicates through different ways, through this guy's story. Because when he became an original Navy SEAL, he was like, kill, kill, kill. I'm going to do this. I'm right. a bad guy. He's not that at all. Especially when guys told him, you're in here to give people freedom through your grace, through your commitment, through what you do. And that's what Christ did for us. Well, you know, Kurt, we got about two more minutes here in the broadcast. One of the things, you've said a lot of things that are very interesting, Brian. But one of the things that you mentioned was the issue of our guest wanting some type of spiritual food. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming in, whether it's through the Bible, whether it's through prayer. And we know that's true because, uh, Kurt, we've done the in-house survey here. We know that over 90% of 
when they come in, they want that spiritual food. Right. right. So, Brian, as you were talking, regardless of the condition, because we know uh, the conditions can be tough, uh, offering that word of encouragement, offering the prayer, uh, seeing men give their lives to Christ, planting seeds of hope. Sometimes we don't get to see those seeds Mm-mm. grow. <laughs> But Kurt, Kurt, this is all faith-based. Mm-hmm. That's what God calls us to do, and right. God will take care of the results. Yeah, we're just seed planters. I don't. Uh, it's 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 not. I just do what God told me to do, and that's preach His word. I tell the guys, I'm just a mailman. Mm-hmm. I'm just the mailman. I just deliver the word. Well, in closing, first of all, thank you for uh, being here today. And uh, last week as well, and yes. uh, very interesting. Um, I'm not going to, you know, um, lobby for part three or anything. Although it's part of me would like to, but <laughs> um, our final question would be uh, to our listening audience, or not, que- or question to you, but the answer to the listening audience is: How can they? pray for you? What requests might you have uh, so that those uh, that hear the broadcast this week can be uplifting you in prayer? I'm glad you asked that. And I'm going to give you one, uh, 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 two verses actually before I tell you what we would like to request. I believe in prayer heavily. I pray a lot. We pray a lot. Uh, I believe prayer. Prayer is our communication with God. We communicate as human beings to one another. That's what we do. He's as human as us. He, he is real. Uh, and um, Psalm um, 5.1 says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditations. That's an incredible verse. Then it goes down to verse 3, and it says this. It says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. So we would ask you, please, to let the Lord hear your voice. He's going to hear what you have to say. And we would simply ask you to pray for our safety and to pray for the safety of our men and our ladies over at Harvest Home and that you would pray for the word to take hold in their heart. That, that, that's the only more I could ask for. My life is personally blessed by the Lord much more. That would be a, a two-hour interview on how much I'm blessed. I can't even begin to start and, and Kurt and Jeff and all of us. But... That's what I want, our safety for the men to be saved. And he, I would say this, pray, number one, for the men to be saved more than my safety. I'm saved. I can't be hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. You can't hurt me. Right. These men, we're stepping into eternity when we take our last breath, or the rapture could come. Please pray for men's souls and women's souls to be saved. That's number one. And then our safety. All right. Thank you.